This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Busy show today. Uh, our economic experts will weigh in on this entire banking issue. Uh, is this going to spread into a contagion? How dangerous is it? Do you need to be worried yourself? Um, if you have more than $250,000 in any one bank, you need to talk to your accountant, your financial advisor, or somebody that's smart in finances that you know and ask them what to do. I'm not going to give out financial advice, but banks traditionally only insure up to $250,000. A lot of people that have more money, they'll put 240000 in this bank, 230000 in that bank, and then each individual account uh, is then therefore insured at a different bank. Uh, not really good news as it relates to the four biggest banks. Now, this, this Silicon Valley Bank was, what, the 16th largest bank in the country. Um, but the four biggest U.S. banks, they lost a lot of money, $52 billion of market value uh, as part of this, you know, broad route of, of across financial stocks. A lot of banks, smaller banks are seeing massive losses uh, in terms of their stock prices, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'll give you one example. JP Morgan lost about $22 billion in market value. Uh, Bank of America lost uh, roughly $16 billion. Wells Fargo, their capitalization was down $10 billion. Citibank down $4 billion. Um, now, th these are banks that are you know are going to be safer and more secure, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, when you look at the data uh, and the failed bank list, it's beginning to grow. I mean, you have Signature Bank. Remember Barney Frank, Dodd-Frank legislation? That's where he was on the board of. He's the one that was uh, advocating and lobbying for this regulation change uh, that clearly would have benefited the bank that, that he had a relationship with. Then we got the Silicon Valley Bank and their funds. And, and there's a whole list. If you look at the FDIC and their failed bank list, uh, a list of banks that have failed since October of 2000. Um, it's, it's more than you would think the, the, what's what people are most worried about now is how deep is this going to be? How far does this go? Um, there's going to be a lot of investigation behind all of this. Uh, the New York post had a piece out today, the primary beneficiaries of Biden's Silicon Valley bank bailout, what I call the Biden billionaire uh, bailout, bank bailout, uh, is our Democrats. When the Silicon Valley Bank failed, Joe Biden decided to toss out the rule book, guarantee deposits that exceeded the FDIC's $250,000 maximum insurance limit. 
Now, every everybody knows what that number is. That is not unknown. That is that is widely known what that number is. Anyway, so they decided to protect these deposits, lie to us, and say, oh, but the taxpayers, they're not going to be on the hook for any of this. Okay, if the taxpayers aren't going to be paying for this, then tell me who is. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be we, you, the American people that pay for these bailouts for billionaires, because that's what this is. It's going it's to end up coming out of your pocket, because where else would it possibly come from? Now, is it going to be a direct tax? No. Are these banks going to be forced uh, through regulation to charge more for services that you will pay? Probably. So that means it's it's going to be you that pays this. So that infuriates me. They just flat out lie uh, about all of this stuff. And it just it, it just gets so frustrating on so many levels. By the way, can I get a new cut sheet uh, in there, guys, if you don't mind? Uh, anyway, so back to the New York Post, the Biden administration to do this. You know, it there's a lot of angry people out there, rightly so, because they're viewing this as a gift to wealthy Democratic donors in the tech center, even as mom and pop investors are getting burned in this deal and that the American taxpayer are going to be on the hook for all of this. And this is billions of dollars. This is a Biden, you know, billionaire bailout bill. And by the way, where is Congress's input into this? It's a bailout. The account holders they bailed out are Democrats, quote, one tech insider telling the New York Post, quote, Silicon Valley Bank is the bank of Democrats. They're looking after their own. He added, if it was the bank of MAGA, what are the chances it would be bailed out? There's not a chance in hell. It goes on. They saved the Democratic donors. But who are the equity holders? The tech insider noted, quote, retirement funds bought into this. Many are policemen, teachers, firemen just trying to retire. And meanwhile, the equity bondholders were completely wiped out as part of the rescue by state regulators and the FDIC. And those included big mutual funds that operate in retirement funds for working Americans. Vanguard Group owned, what, nearly 11 percent of Silicon Valley Bank shares. Uh, Electra Pension Insurance Mutual owned nearly 4.5 percent. Franklin Mutual Advisors owned nearly 2 percent. You know, the Wall Street Journal, as they, they pointed out in an op-ed yesterday, argued that instead of hedging for financial risks, that Silicon Valley Bank's real hedge was to curry favor with the Biden administration. And then, you know, we noted yesterday they had committed, you know, the bank released their ESG report stating they had committed $5 billion towards sustainable finance and carbon neutral operations to support a healthier planet. Well, that ought, ought not be a consideration in the banking business. Moody's, by the way, in a really harsh blow to a reeling industry, Moody's Investor Services has now cut its view on the entire banking system to negative from being stable. The firm, part of you know three big uh, rating services, said uh, yesterday that they're making the move in light of the bank failures that prompted regulators to step in on Sunday with the dramatic rescue plan for depositors and other institutions impacted by the crisis. We have changed to negative from our stable outlook on the U.S. banking system to reflect the rapid deterioration in the operating environment following deposit runs at Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate Bank, Signature Bank, and the failures of SVB and SNY, according to Moody's report. Now, you really can't 
you know, you, you, you can't blame Moody's for being honest, which is more than you're getting from a lot of other people these days. You know, but don't worry if you're a Democrat. COVID is Trump's fault. Bank failures, that's Donald Trump's fault. Train derailments are Trump's fault. Gas prices are Trump's fault. Afghanistan was Trump's fault. The border is Trump's fault. The debt, the deficit is Trump's fault. Inflation is Trump's fault. Ukraine is Trump. It's all Trump's fault. So, you know, this is the Biden billionaire bailout debacle has begun. Uh, and, you know, now the question is, will this become a contagion, as they call? Will this spread? How far will this go? Uh, because, you know, what, what really frustrates me is that there were some really, really smart people that do their job, the due diligence that you'd expect, especially when it comes to money and banking, et cetera. You know, we do know that in November, J.P. Morgan did a full, complete analysis on this bank and predicted this very thing was likely going to happen. Now, that's interesting, especially in light of the fact that the Justice Department and the Security and Exchange Commission now are now investigating the collapse. How did this possibly happen? They're investigating the collapse of these banks. The investigations are examining stock sales. Now, I didn't like the fact that two weeks prior to this failure, uh, I guess the president or some high-ranking uh, official at this bank cashed in $3.5 in stock. Uh, the day that the FDIC took over the bank on Friday, uh, that day, everybody got their bonuses just before the bank was taken over. The night before, they had a big party at a big steakhouse. I didn't like that part either. Again, I'll go back to J.P. Morgan warning in November that Silicon Valley Bank's $16 billion unrealized losses could pose a very serious risk. They now released their troubling research after holding a, a deep dive of webinar uh, with the Silicon Valley Bank CFO, you know, should the balance of deposits, outflows, inflows persist for longer than expected, another topic they discussed, you know, the risk that SVB will need to sell underwater, held to maturity securities, uh, and realize losses. What they were talking about is what I have been trying to explain, and that is that as a result of Biden. Biden's economic and energy policies that have caused a 40-year high of inflation that has resulted in the Fed rapidly raising interest rates, dramatically raising interest rates, the likes of which we haven't seen in, in two decades. Uh, well, this particular bank, mortgage-backed securities, treasuries, but they're talk we're talking about 10-year treasury bonds. So all of a sudden now their depositors want their money back. And the only way they can get it is to sell their treasuries at what is a huge, huge loss. You know, so you have all these banks now collapsing. Two dozen other banks forced to halt trading yesterday amid the, the panic. I don't know how many still are, are, are not trading today. First Republic Bank, their stock plummeted 60%. $100 billion was wiped out in a single day. And at the core of all of this... It's Biden's economic and energy policies. Remember, he inherited a very low 1.4% inflation rate. And then, he, you know, inflation started to rise very rapidly. And then it as high as 9.1%. But we were told it was transitory. It wasn't going to last. You know, and then, of course, he drove, you know, the energy crisis was created because of Biden's resistance 
all his adherence to the climate alarmist cult and Joe Biden's resistance to producing energy domestically, he'd rather import oil from Venezuela, which makes no sense at all. Anyway, so that that had an impact on inflation that had an impact on the economy. And as a result, it was anything but transitory. What you have seventeen hundred percent increase in 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 interest rates. So you have the first financial institution to fail, Silicon Valley Bank. Their holdings were in treasuries and mortgage securities. And they were hit hard by the Fed's aggressive interest rate hikes caused by Biden inflation and Biden economics. And that still remains uncomfortably high. I have new data today. But, you know, Biden, it's not his fault. He blames Donald Trump. You know, if his he's had two years, especially the first two years, he had control of Congress. He wanted to change these regulations to whatever he wanted to change them to. He had every chance to do it. So stop blaming Trump for everything. Dog bites, bee stings, you're feeling sad. Stop blaming Trump. You know, by the way, many Democrats voted to ease the restrictions being lobbied by the likes of Barney Frank. Barney Frank himself lobbied and supported these regulatory rollbacks. He's a board member at Signature Bank, the second financial institution to collapse. Uh, that bill was changed. The bill that was changed was the Dodd-Frank bill or the Dodd-Barney Frank bill. So he's the one that changed his own bill. So blame him. He wrote to, on CNBC in an op-ed, there, there's one legislative issue of which I'm strongly supportive of, uh, a change that will benefit Signature admitting that he benefits, raising the $50 billion asset level of which a bank becomes subject to extra supervision. So you got the, you know, former Democratic radical leftist, Barney Frank, the co-author of Dodd-Frank, instrumental in removing the oversight at a bank that has now collapsed. And we're supposed to believe this is Donald Trump's fault? How much money, Barney, were you being paid? When are we going to find out that little nugget? So it was Joe Biden's policies. He sat around and did nothing. By the way, experts were warning. J.P. Morgan was warning. Other people saw this coming. And all they get is blame Trump. And now the question is, is this going to be a contagion? What is a contagion? Is this going to spread to, to many banks around the country? Are we going to have a real banking crisis? They, they might be able to stave it off. They might be able to stop it temporarily how long is this how many other banks did what you know silicon valley bank did and invested in long-term treasuries not expecting this record increase these record increases in interest rates and i don't i don't have the answer to those questions